ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعين به ونستهديه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا انه من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ايها الاخوه المسلمون يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من يريد الله به خيرا يفقهه في الدين ان حاجه المسلم الى طلب العلم من اعظم الحاجات او من اشد الحاجات واعظمها عند الله عز وجل والعلم هو ميراث الانبياء الذي من اخذه فقد اخذ بحظ وافر فعلى المسلم ان يجعل لنفسه حظا ونصيبا من طلب العلم يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من سلك طريقا يلتمس فيه علما سهل الله له طريقا الى الجنه the respected brothers and sisters in islam today's khutbah is a continuation of the last khutbah about the importance of knowledge about the importance of education in islam and the most important point that i have made last week that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honors all types of knowledge every single knowledge is sacred to allah azza wa jal every single knowledge so long it benefits society in some way so long it benefits society in in some way and the idea of separating religious knowledge from secular knowledge never existed in the history of islam never we have many many muslim scholars who were scholars in sharia and medicine astronomy geography mathematics and physics like ibn jabir ibn hayyan or ibn sina ibn nafis ibn al-arabi al-fakhr al-razi they were scholars in the sharia of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and also at the same time they were scholars in their fields so they actually combined between these two types of knowledge and i said the last khutbah that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala according to some scholars the first iqra 
or the first command in the Quran, it refers to the religious knowledge. And the second, it refers to the all other types of knowledge. It is as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, read the Quran, the book of Allah azza wa jal, and also read what men have written, what men have discovered, read about chemistry, physics, history, and science. But know that, know one thing, something that is very important, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the owner of knowledge. Every single knowledge comes from Allah azza wa jal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught mankind the basis of all knowledge. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, read what men have written, but know, but know that what these men have written, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who taught them that. They did not get it by themselves. That's why if you look at the Quran, for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Adam alayhi salam how to speak, right? He said, وَعَلَّمَ آدَمَ الْأَسْمَاءَ كُلَّهَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Adam how to speak. And from that, from that, all languages are derived. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not teach Adam alayhi salam how to speak, we to this very day would be grunting and groaning like all other animals who do. They don't talk. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Adam alayhi salam how to speak. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the main source of that knowledge. You look at, for example, Idris alayhi salam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us, awwal man khatta bil qalami Idris. He taught Idris alayhi salam, Prophet Idris, the usage of the pen. So Idris alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught him the art of recording the, the sounds that come from a man's mouth. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not teach Idris alayhi salam that knowledge, we would never know the knowledge of writing, how to write and scribe things. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Nuh alayhi salam how to build a ship. And from it, all means of transportations are derived. And subhanAllah, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't teach Nuh alayhi salam how to build, then we would never ever know or discover that knowledge or the, uh, those means of transportations. Likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Dawood alayhi salam to take the hard substance known to man, that is the, the iron, and you can make it malleable or you, you can shape it into any way you want, to any way you want. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who taught Dawood alayhi salam that knowledge. And subhanAllah, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hadn't taught Dawood alayhi salam that knowledge, we would never know it. And so on and so forth. So the point is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the main source of knowledge. And every knowledge comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And any knowledge that benefits society is sacred to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is holy to Allah azza wa jal. The mission of education, the mission of education is regarded as sacred in Islam. 
because it is the primary means of developing righteous people. That's why for this reason, educators and teachers are honored by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his angels and everything in creation. Listen to the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he says, Inna allaha wa malaikatahu wa ahla samawati wa ahla al-ard wa namlata fi juhriha hatta al-hoota fi al-maa layusalluna ala muallimin nas al-khayr. The Prophet, peace be upon him, said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, his angels, the inhabitants of the heavens and the earth, even the ant in its hole, even the fish in the water, send the blessings upon those who teach the people good, upon those who teach the people the khayr, the goodness. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends blessings upon them. The angel sends blessings upon them. So because they are honored in, in the, in, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and everything in creation. So now we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honors every single knowledge, but Islam has placed great emphasis on religious education, on Islamic knowledge. And when you look at the, just look at the first revelation or the first word in the Quran, Iqra, read, O Muhammad, read, seek knowledge, know about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that, because this is the most beneficial of all types of knowledge, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to make this dua to Allah azza wa jal. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ilmin la yanfa'a. Oh Allah, I seek protection from knowledge that is not going to be made use of. I seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefits. I seek protection from eyes that will not tear for your sake. I seek protection from a heart that will not tremble in fear of you. I, will see, I seek protection from a stomach that will not feel content. And I seek protection from a dua or a supplication that I make and that is not responded to, that is not answered by Allah Azza wa Jal. So the Prophet used to seek refuge with Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala from a knowledge that has no benefit. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min ilmin la yanfa' And the most beneficial of all types of knowledge is religious knowledge. Because as I said before, alhamdulillah, the Muslim ummah have become more educated than ever before. And when I talk about the religious knowledge once again, I'm not talking about becoming like scholars and muftis. We're talking about just learning the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Learning what you're supposed to and what you what you're supposed to learn in order to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly because ibadallah worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon ignorance is very dangerous that's why ibn taymiyyah rahimahullah says the greatest entryway the greatest entryway by which shaitan enters upon the people is via ignorance he can safely and and freely enter upon the ignorant people while he has to enter upon the knowledgeable people like a thief. Like a thief. So yeah, that is definitely, ignorance is a, is a big thing, especially when it comes to the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You look at the life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa before Islam. 
Prophet ﷺ before Islam also is one of the most successful person in the entire city of Mecca. His social capital was so powerful and was so wonderful. He married ﷺ to a beautiful woman Khadija radiallahu anha. He sallallahu alayhi wa had beautiful children from Khadija radiallahu anha. And he had a great source of income. He sallallahu alayhi wa from a social perspective, he was loved by all people. From a worldly material perspective, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, everybody wished to have what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had. That is before Islam. Before revelation. But the Prophet knew that there was something, something more about dunya, about life, than to just have few things like wealth or position or something like that. The Prophet said there is something more than this. Something way more than this. More important than this. Knowing the creator of this universe and this when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him the fundamental lens and tools by which you can understand the universe and by which you can understand the purpose of this life. So every single person has to make an effort to learn the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And alhamdulillah rabbil alameen, knowledge has become more accessible, available than ever before. But also at the same time, this is very dangerous. We live like in the highest age of technology. And sometimes more technology than respected brothers and sisters in Islam is very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Because with it, people are not interested in seeking knowledge from scholars anymore or travel or go here and there or come to the masjid. They basically, in their mind, I have Sheikh Google, may Allah bless him 24-7, anytime I need him, that's it. I can get it at any time I want. And I said, subhanAllah, the hadith that we read today by a click of a button, some scholars, subhanAllah, it traveled, would travel thousands of miles for the very same hadith that today, mashallah, just you click one button and anything you need to know about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you will find it. Sufyan ibn Uyayna rahimahullah ta'ala was asked, which people have the greatest need of knowledge? Which people have the greatest need of knowledge? Sufyan ibn Uyayna said, the most knowledgeable of them. The most knowledgeable of them. Why this? Because sometimes we reach the point where we think, I know everything. That is true. I know everything. I know everything. That's, and then people, okay, I know that. I know that. That's why whenever you have a program or something like that, Sometimes, most of the time, you don't see college students. Why? Because they feel or sometimes they think that, I know that already, I don't know, I know that. And subhanallah al-azim, as uh, Ali ibn Abi Talib, rahimahullah says, anh, says, 
when a scholar stops learning knowledge or seeking knowledge, he becomes ignorant. He becomes ignorant. So you need knowledge all the time, day and night. Day and night. And alhamdulillah, again, there are so many means by which you can learn the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Before any community, the respected brothers and sisters Islam, for any community to go forward, we need to have ulama from that community. Ulama from that community. Yes, we have to have people learning this and that, but at the same time, we have to have a healthy percentage interested in Islamic studies. When I say a healthy percentage, I do not mean 90% or 80% or 50% or not even 20%. If we were to get 5%, you see what I mean? 5%, 5 people in, a, in every 100 are interested in learning Islamic studies and becoming basic imams, this is a great thing. For any community, the respected brothers and sisters in Islam, to go forward, we need ulama scholars from that community. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِن رَسُولٍ إِلَّا بِلِسَانِ قَوْمِ That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whenever he sent a prophet, he sent it from the, his own people. The prophet came from his own tribe, from his own people, because he speaks their own language. And he understands them better than anyone else. And alhamdulillah, you can reach that level from here. You can, you can actually get what you want without even traveling or going anywhere. There are so many available means. Alhamdulillah, you can learn the deen even while driving your car. Because the, the, the excuse that many of us have, I don't have time. And I'm, I'm telling you that each one of us do have time. Each one of us have the same 24 hours. We do have time. We do have time, the respected brothers and sisters in Islam, but just we need to manage it properly. We need to use it wisely. You can learn the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while driving. And each and every one of us at least drives, what, 30 minutes a day? Probably this is the least you can drive. Just if you listen. You buy a series about the Sahaba or the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or about fiqh. And once you finish it, you listen to it one more time. Don't listen. Don't read a book one, one time and that's it. If you finish a book, go over it again. At least read the book two to three times. Any book, any lecture you listen, listen to it more than one time. If you really want the benefit, then listen to it more than one time. So you can get the CDs, players, or MP3s, or so many things, and there are so many amazing scholars and imams, mashallah. Choose someone that you want to listen to, you, someone that you take as a role model, and then buy his books or listen to his lectures while driving, while going to work. And then, subhanallah, within a short period of time, you will come to realize that, mashallah, you were able to, alhamdulillah, to cover a lot of aspects in the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But time is very important. Time is very important. You need to make time for Allah azza wa jal. You need to leave this khutbah, to leave from here, making a commitment, a promise. Ya Allah, I will give you 30 minutes of my time every single day. 
Every single day I will seek knowledge. I will learn about you. I will learn about your prophet. I will learn about your religion. I will learn. This is a commitment that every Muslim must have. This is very, very important. They respected brothers and sisters in Islam. And we have or we need to uh, uh, prioritize what we are seeking. The first and the foremost, the first and the foremost, this is the very first thing that every Muslim must start with. You need to have a good relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you need to know, I'm not going to see the hadith or the sunnah, the seerah, the life, the noble life of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa These two things are the foundation. These are the two foundation of knowledge. You have to have a healthy relationship with the Quran and you have to have a healthy relationship with the seerah, the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If we do not start with these two things, then we will lose sight of the objective. We will get caught in all types of a mess. Knowing the Quran, having a healthy relationship with the Quran. This includes reciting the Quran properly. Reciting the Quran properly. This is one of the also the relations that you should have with the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. Reciting the Quran properly. Learning the rules of recitation. And understand the message of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a message in every single ayah. There is a message in every single surah. There is a message in every single page. The Quran, Allah said in the very beginning, Hudallil muttaqeen. Guidance will come from, from that book, from the book of Allah Azza wa Jal. That's why the respected brothers and sisters in Islam, we, we do not be surprised when people come and question everything around them. And they are, they feel free even to question Allah Azza wa Jal. Why God is doing, and when the way they talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is like talking to each other. It like became a joke for them. Why? Because the proper understanding of the deen, the foundation of the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not that strong. And when you do not have solid foundation, then you can question everything around you and you can easily slip at any time. Easily slip. Easily slip. So that's why very important to have a good relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I said last khutbah, many people have become concerned about teaching their children how to read the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they stop right there. That's it. My son knows how to read the Quran. My daughter knows how to read the Quran. My son finished. This is a great accomplishment. Let's be honest. Alhamdulillah, you have done a great job. But what is more important now, this is one of the relationships that you should have with the Quran. Understand, move to another level, another stage. The Quran has been explained by hundreds, if not thousands of scholars in, in all languages. Use the scholar that you love and listen to them. You will, inshallah ta'ala, by doing that, you will understand or you will taste the sweetness of Iman. But the, the, the knowledge will not come to you. You have to hunt for it. You have to seek it. You have to make time. You have to make an effort. Right. You have to make an effort. But at the end of the day, it's worth it. Wallahi al-Azim, it's worth it. Once you worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon knowledge, the more you know about this deen, this deen will become your soul. It will become your soul. 
the breath that you breathe every single day will become the most important thing in your life. But if we do not know about the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal, this religion can easily go away. Can just easily go away. We'll take it for granted. We will take it for granted. So that the learning the deen of Allah requires effort. Effort, the respected brothers and sisters in Islam. Alhamdulillah, we have time for everything. But we must make time for this because this is the most important thing and this is our pathway to Jannah. This is our pathway to Jannah. مَنْ سَلَكَ طَرِيقًا يَلْتَمِسُ فِيهِ عِلْمًا سَحَّلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ طَرِيقًا إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ أَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, wa ala alihi wa ashabihi wa man ihtada bi huda. When you decide to seek knowledge and learn the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal, make sure that you have a mentor, someone that supervises you. Because without it, especially if you are new, then you will have no clue what to study, how to study, what books to buy. Now, when I say somebody that I do not talk even about a scholar, but someone who preceded that path before you, someone who's higher than you, and then you seek their guidance and ask them how to start. How to start? What is the most important thing that I should start with before anything? Just the Quran and the seerah of the Prophet Stop everything until you learn these two things. When I say the Quran, I don't mean memorizing the Quran. This is, it could be a part of it if you can memorize part of the Quran, a portion of it that would be great, but learning the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is of great importance and the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Insha'Allah ta'ala, I'm going to share with the community some tools that you can use through WhatsApp group. I will mention some books and I believe those books must be in every single Muslim house. Every single Muslim house, like for example, the 40 hadith or the 42 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi. Every single Muslim must read that 40 or 42 hadith from cover to cover. The book of Riyadh al-Salihin, this is the most useful book of hadith, very practical. This book is made for you. Do not go and read Sahih al-Bukhari because you will get lost. You read Sahih al-Bukhari, you need to be with a scholar to explain it to you. But the book of Riyadh al-Salihin is very simple. Must be in every single house. And that book you keep reading it over and over and over again. Never stop until the day you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Certain things that insha'Allah ta'ala we, we need to focus on. It's not about me and you. You might think or ask why the Shaykh is talking so much about this knowledge. I'm in the position where I talk with people all the time. I meet people and I talk to people. And subhanAllah, sometimes to be honest with you, it becomes even depressing when they share their concerns, their problems with you. And I teach all types of ages. And I can tell you I have met five years old MashaAllah, if you ask him what are the six articles of faith, he would recite them and beautiful. 
And I have met 25 years old who doesn't know even the five pillars of Islam. That's, that's a reality that we're facing all the time. So let's, inshallah ta'ala, take this matter very serious. This matter very serious. This is for the future of this religion. In North America, we have to have basic imams. People who will carry this amana, will carry this responsibility, will pass it on, inshallah ta'ala, especially at this age and this time. So that's what I want from all of you, inshallah ta'ala, to make a commitment, a commitment to show that you love Allah. I know many of you are doing that, but those who are not doing it, do not rely only on the Friday khutbah. And that's it, this is not enough. Or do not think that Sunday school is more than enough for your kids. Or Saturday school is more than enough. Or even the full-time Islamic school is more than enough. No, home is the first Islamic school. Home is the first Islamic school. Home is the first Islamic school. Education and teach, teaching the deen of Allah should come from home before any other place. And if the home is not taking care of that, then yes, they will learn. But if they do not see it implemented at home, that they will forget it easily. Very easily, the respected brothers and sisters in Islam. Masjid schools and home complete one another. Complete one another. And this is a manna that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon our shoulders. Spend some time with your family. Get your kids around you. 15 to 20 minutes every single night. Talk about something. Take the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, a verse from the Quran, a hadith, explain it to them. This is, they call it family halaqa. Daily family halaqa. No matter whether they are even the entire family, regardless if they are old, young, the, the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal must be a part and must be one of our daily routines, inshaAllah Azza wa Jal. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from the people of knowledge and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put the love of knowledge in our hearts. Allahumma ameen. Barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullahu khaira. To remind you inshaAllah this evening we have the uh, monthly community halaqa and the topic is very spiritual. The topic is Islam, Iman and Ihsan. Islam versus Iman and Ihsan. Bithinlah after Salat al-Maghrib inshaAllah ta'ala and everybody is invited. Barakallahu feekum wa jazakumullahu khayra. Nasallallahu subhanahu wa ta'ala. An yaj'alana wa iyaakum mimman yastami'oona al-qawla fayattabi'oona ahsana. Wa aqrimu salam.